The Wrestling Perspective Network is brought to you by BlueChew.com. That's blue, like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when using our special promo code PERSPECTIVE. Just pay $5 shipping. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, good brothers, good sisters, welcome back to another great episode of The Revisionist Booking, heard right here on the Wrestling Perspective Network. What shenanigans can Michael Berry and RG get into? Make sure you tune in this week. And as always, let the Revisionist Revolution begin. Doing well, RJ. Uh, such a, a beautiful day here in the Chicagoland area. It didn't start off that way. We started off with about a couple inches of snow, but that seemed to melt uh, within a couple of hours, and now we have sunshine, and uh, it looks like we might finally be getting uh, to spring out here. How about uh, out by you? How's it looking? Well, you know, last night, is, as uh, you and I spoke last night, uh, I had my uh, UPW show last night. We had uh, our March Meltdown show uh, that I do all the backstage interviews for that I'm sure a lot of the listeners know. But And, uh, you know, one minute I'm looking outside, and it's sunny and great looking, and go back after about 20 minutes, I look out, and there's a snow squall. So I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. So much for that 70-degree day we had last week. But for the most part, not too bad. Good, good. But we do have the honor of having uh, a great guest on today. He is from his new show, So Say Chernoff, Josh Chernoff. Excuse me, that's a mouthful. Uh, his show is right on Fight TV. Josh, how you doing today, man? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, guest. Anytime. Yeah, it was definitely uh, definitely a pleasure to have you on. Both, uh, you know, Michael and I are big fans of your work and love to have you on and get your, you know, uh, views on you know our show that we're going to be doing today on uh, WrestleMania 34, which is just last year. <laughs> so yeah. hopefully, not too many people forgot about it yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of feels like looking at the card; it feels like forever ago. But yeah, yeah, but at the same time, uh, not too much has changed, so it's a little confusing. Yeah, sometimes it's sometimes that can be a good thing. Sometimes it can be a bad thing, especially with uh, in the WWE nowadays. But uh, you know, just kind of get the ball rolling. You know, obviously you mentioned that you got a new show over on Fight TV. Uh, you know, tell us a little bit about about that and our listeners as well. Yeah, so so says Chernoff, uh, it's wrestling news as real as the action is what it's called, and uh, it's a wrestling news. Uh, like a, a satirical show so it's a comedy show um in the vein of like a daily show or uh last week tonight with john oliver some of those types of things that 
uh, deal politically, but this deals with uh, the wrestling business, of course. So mm-hmm. uh, we're we're it's a monthly show, um, mm-hmm. and it's we're five episodes in at this point. Just had an episode about two weeks ago. Um, our next episode is going to be the Thursday. Uh, it's going to be April 11th, so the Thursday after WrestleMania. And the reason for that is that I'm going to be uh, appearing at WrestleCon, and I'm going to be doing a lot of uh, interviews and, and whatnot, and then I'm also going to be doing some uh, filming for the show at, uh, at WrestleMania Access. So I mm-hmm. wanted to be able to gear the show. Normally, we've done things before a pay-per-view, but I wanted this one to kind of be a post-WrestleMania uh, episode so we can really focus on cool stuff. We're going to have a lot of uh, big-name guys on the show, and it uh, should be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I've uh, been following uh, following you since you know the you know from the after chapter to here now, and mm-hmm. uh, definitely you know have that kind of the inside look on things. Uh, so, so it's a you know a few first few episodes of that have definitely been good. Yeah, uh, thank you. So so real quick, Josh. Um, I also know that that beyond having uh, obviously been the voice behind uh, the after chat along with. Uh, uh, the awesome Bill After, that you actually have a history um, of uh, having been an active performer in wrestling. So could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I, uh, so I'm kind of coming up on, it's about 20 years from my first match. I was 15 when I had my first match. And uh, I had a little promotion called the Teenage Wrestling Foundation. It was a, a It was just a bunch of teenagers, and I got insured through the Boy Scouts. And I wasn't even a Boy Scout, but I like, set up an explorer post is what it was called. So I had insurance so we could rent buildings and we did this show, um, October 99 at the Fort Washington Expo center. Um, we were all in the newspaper and it was great. And that was basically, I was a kid who just did not understand why I had to wait until I was 18. I was like, I wrestle in high school. Why can't I, you know, like, why can't I go do this? So, um, eventually that, you know, that stopped. And, uh, in 2002, I opened up a promotion, again, using the TWF name, but um, not the teenage stuff. And, uh, and yes, yeah, so I, I wrestled a little bit there. Uh, I trained at the Wild Samoan Training Center uh, with Hoffa the Wild Samoan. And, um, and then I ended up working some uh, indies around the area and bounced back and forth between promoting my own shows. And I had a I, as soon as I turned 18, I got a promoter's license and, and I would promote shows and I'd wrestle on them. Um, and then eventually I found my way down in 2007, I found my way down to OVW uh, when it was still developmental for WWE. Uh, I was not under contract, but I found my way down there um, through Kevin Keenan, who was a referee there and a longtime friend of mine. And um, while I was down there, I got to, uh, got to train under Al Snow and, uh, Joey Matthews and Nick Dinsmore and some real and Rip Rogers, some real you know, uh, great people in this business when it comes to training and uh, and I got to travel with guys like uh, Drew McIntyre and Wade Barrett. Um, and when the WWE left, I uh, I I came back home. Um, I'm from outside of Philadelphia, and I started working indies in Philly and indies in New Jersey. Um, and I had some wear and tear on my on my body. I had some neck issues and stuff. Eventually, in 2008, I decided to take a break. And my last match that I had was against this kid who I didn't even know it was his first singles match he ever had. I always thought it was like a few in. Uh, but he just told me um, a few weeks or like a month 
month ago uh, against Rich Swan. Um, so that was the last, yeah, it was his first match was my last match. And, uh, I got in from there. I, I started, um, getting into acting and, and doing some, some other, uh, shows and stuff and just kind of left the wrestling business behind. And like I said, I took a break, thought I'd be back at some point and just, um, yeah, about, you know, 10 years went by and I really hadn't done much of anything in the wrestling business. And, and that's when I kind of, that's when I, I uh, bumped into Bill, who I've known since I was nine years old, and um, and yeah, and, you know, we got to talking and, and did the podcast, and I, I loved doing the podcast. I had an amazing experience uh, working with Bill and getting to meet you know everybody that I've gotten to meet, and uh, and that that experience opened up the opportunity for the show that I'm doing with Fight TV and. I'll also be uh, working with Fight TV for uh, Fight Fest, which is their their kind of all-in-one show for the WrestleMania weekend. They've got, I think, 30 different wrestling events in that package. And, uh, and yeah, so I'm going to be on there. There's going to be some sort of panel and interviews and stuff, so I'm going to be working on that with them. And, and yeah, so uh, that's kind of, in a nutshell, that's that's my story. Yeah, it's uh, pretty, pretty interesting. You kind of see, you know, your your uh, your trip throughout the business, starting off meeting all these guys, and you know it's nice to see that it's like it comes full circle, and you actually getting into the business now, doing the shows, and you know, so you know, and I'm sure it's great to see these guys like Rich Swan, especially you know, succeeding as much as he has over with uh, with Impact, and then prior to that with the WWE. So absolutely, and he's a great guy. He really is. So I'm, you know. Nobody deserves the success more than him, so I'm I'm really happy for him. Right, right, right. So you know, what kind of what are your thoughts on like on the current product? Do you kind of um, you know watch as much as you can of you know certain promotions, whether it be WWE or Impact or what have you? Um, so yeah, I mean, I do watch as much as I can, which is yeah. there is a lot of. I mean, this this is a great time to be a wrestling fan uh, from a strictly number of content that's out there you know, kind of way of, of gauging that it's a, uh, it's a really great time to be a fan because there's just hours and hours and hours. If you don't like WWE, well, that's fine. Go to, you know, watch impact or watch, you know, uh, new Japan or, or of course, AEW is, is starting up soon. So there is ring of honor and, and MLW. There's so many more. Um, but yeah, uh, obviously I primarily still watch the WWE, um, you know, I'm a, uh, I grew up a WWE guy. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, to me, if you're talking about that product, um, I'm not a huge fan of the current product. And I, I know that's like such a, such a cliche thing. Now I feel like it's like in vogue to hate the WWE product. Um, and I don't, you know, hate any of it. I just, I, I just, I know they can do better because they've done just astronomically better. You know, mm-hmm. they put on significantly better shows in the past and, you know, maybe it's, they don't remember Al too, or maybe, you know, I did feel uh, this past week that raw and SmackDown were better than they had been in a while. Um, and uh, you know, uh, maybe that has to do with Bruce Pritchard being back. Maybe it has to do with, you know, a million different things, who knows, but um I, I think a big problem with the WWE's product today is it is too uh, processed. It's too, um, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but it's very sterile. It's very, um, it is such an amazing 
performance or, or such an amazing show presentation is the word I'm looking for such an mm-hmm. amazing presentation that it's almost it, it's just too good if that makes any sense you know mm-hmm. um, there's there's no sense of urgency there's no sense of reality to it because even when they they do things to try and um, blur the lines like they're doing with Ronda Rousey now and, and like they you know the uh, Batista promo and stuff they're, they're trying to like blur the lines, but they've been so exposed as this company that just, you know, does, they don't miss anything like all the way down to, you know, the thread count in the duct tape that the wrap, they're wrapping the ropes with, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they know everything. So when you see a product like that, you look at it and you go, there is absolutely no way the WWE would allow someone in the building that they didn't want in the building. There's no way they would ever allow something on television that they didn't want on television. And unfortunately, it's so it's so processed that you just lose, like I said before, that sense of urgency. And uh, and I think it's a shame. Um, you know, you have these multi multi million dollar budget movies that just they they're so gritty, and they're, or television shows too, they're so gritty and so. They look like it's like guerrilla filmmaking, even though it's not. There is a way to make something look and, and feel uh, like it has that energy, like it has, I hate to keep using the term sense of urgency, but, you know, to, to have that uh, while still being, you know, crisp and clear. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, exactly. What you mean, yeah. Yeah, I would tend to agree, uh, Josh. I think uh, you hit the nail on the head there. I think that. You know, WWE these days, uh, you know, everything is so, you know, even with them being, you know, in, in HD and high definition, you don't have that grittiness to the pro- uh, to the product anymore. Uh, and sure. it just seems very uh, contrived and very, you know, like um, basically if you were watching a soap opera on TV. Right. And, and that's a that's an awesome example, the soap opera, because so many times people have referred to wrestling as the male soap opera. But if you look at it from a production standpoint so a soap opera is is filmed uh primary i now everything's kind of digital and they just mimic it but it used to be filmed on tape versus being filmed on on film and that's why it had a very different look to it um they also bang out an ep- episodes you know like clockwork because they air it five days a week so a you know a critique that a lot of people have always had on soap operas is bad acting uh, bad sets, bad light, like everything just looks very fake versus a, you know, a network TV, primetime TV show. You know what I mean? Yep. And so I would go as far as to say that they have taken that soap opera thing to the sense where it's like they expect people much like a, you know, my mom is a huge fan of General Hospital. And I will ask her sometimes, like, how can you watch this? It's just, it's so bad. And, you know, and she'll say, oh, but you just you get sucked into the characters and the story and, and you forgive the rest of it. And I think that the WWE has gotten to a point where they're like, ah, our fans are our fans. And they're just going to forget it. Why well, spend so much time focusing on those little things, you know? And I mean, it's just my opinion, but mm-hmm. you know, backing off of your uh, soap opera comment. Absolutely. Well, yeah, definitely. And, you know, Michael and I have had the conversation before as far as the current WWE product is, you know, a lot of times people like to compare and contrast uh, the current product with other uh, products from the past. And you just, it's not, you can't compare it because in the past there was a certain demographic compared to now where 
they're not really aiming for guys like us. They're aiming for our kids or, uh, you know, our, you know, smaller children, uh, as far as the WWE goes. So it's, it's, it's interesting to see certain views on that, but so to not to, you know, go on and on here, but you say about that, that, that it's, it's geared towards kids, but you see what's been going on with like Ronda Rousey, right? Mm-hmm. Language that she's using, the stuff that's happening. There's so much on the show that I don't care if they rated TVPG or not. It's it's not. There's mm-hmm. so much stuff that is just like, okay, yeah, PG is parental guidance. Okay, so I can sit there with, with my kids and I can watch this, but now I need to explain some of the language that's being used, what that means, why they're saying some of the things they're saying. Like, So to me, it's like, don't ride that fence. You're mm-hmm. either a strictly PG product, in which case, you know, you are geared towards kids the way that, you know, Sesame Street is geared towards kids. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's evolved from what it was when we were kids, but I can still sit and watch Sesame Street with my kids. And I know that they are not going to blur the lines between TV 14 and TV PG, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. No, I know exactly. that's, that, that, that's an excellent point, Josh. And, and another point I would make is that, you know, if you really think about it, so the game has changed, right? So captivating today's youth attention wasn't like how we got captivated when we were uh, their age, right? Because when we were their age, we didn't have the, and I speak for myself because I'm the oldest one here, obviously, but, you know, for the most part, um, we, 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 we didn't have, you know, we didn't have the, the internet, at least the way that it is today. And, you know, I, I, I can remember growing up watching Saturday mornings wrestling came on, you know, and, and, and you were excited for that. Whereas nowadays there's, you know, so much content, but it's also there's so much other things that are accessible and going on. Uh, there's so many, you know, more advanced game systems and, you know, video games that kids are playing or, or, or you know, a lot of kids play, you know, sports, which, you know, obviously we did as kids growing up too. But, um, sure. you know, so I, I think that's something that needs to be taken into consideration is, you know, the fact that it's not, you can't, it's not a tried and true formula that's necessarily going to work in this day and age. And I think you almost have to do it in reverse because back then I feel like it was get the kids attention and then the parents, you know, will feel obligated to bring them. Whereas now it's almost like you have to captivate the adult audience. I'm not saying you have to cater completely, but you know, you have to kind of bring the adults in to get, you know, the kids' attention and kind of get the adults to kind of gear the kids, hey, you know, get off the video game and, and watch more, you know, or, or let's go to this uh, the, this wrestling show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Michael? I'm sorry? Yeah, how old are you? I am 38, going on 39 in May. All right, all right, yes, you're older than me. I, you know, I'll do these things sometimes when people just think I'm younger, and, I'm, and I, I, I don't even know why I'd bring it up in case you were younger than me. Why would I call myself out? So, <laughs> No, I'm pretty sure you're younger than me. So. I am, I am. <laughs> RJ is too. He likes, to be, he likes to constantly bring it up on the show. So. Hey, age is just a number, you know? <laughs> Yeah, you can tell that's my receding hairline, though, too. It's just it's just a number that tells you how old you are. So exactly. Oh yeah, without but no yeah, doubt. It's a great point, though. So you know, so la- last lastly, before we get to, to WrestleMania uh, 34 here, you know, uh, ultimately, you know, where 
where where do you want to take the you know the new show? Are we you know are you just strictly on Fight TV, or are you looking to kind of branch out a little bit? So right now, I am uh, thrilled to be working with Fight TV. Um, I, I I've had some real nice conversations with uh, Mike Weber, who's the I believe he's the COO there, and um, you know like I mentioned earlier, they extended the the opportunity for me to be able to do stuff on behalf of fight, not just for my show. So mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm very happy with the, the deal that I have with them. Um, they just, ex- originally I had a three month, um, contract with them and they extended it for the rest of the year. So I'm, I'm just, you know, thrilled right now to be working with fight TV. Uh, I love their platform. Um, I think it's a perfect place for me right now. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I am, you know, if, if another opportunity presented itself, to air in addition to that or to, you know, create different content for somebody else. Uh, I'm always open to anything, but right mm-hmm. now my focus is, is really primarily on taking the show, uh, the pro the, the product itself to the next level. Um, more so than taking the, the show, uh, from an airing standpoint to another, to another platform. Uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, uh, right now, um, we are going to be doing some really cool stuff for the April show um, for uh, rest, around WrestleMania time and everything. Um, we're going to be doing in May, we're going to be filming the entire show. So April will still be partially in studio. Uh, the entire show in May is going to be filmed out in Vegas uh, over Starcast weekend. Um, oh, excellent. Yeah. So that is going to be, um, that's going to be very cool. Um, uh, and then in June, we'll be back in the studio, but um, I think we're already, there's kind of a debate right now. We've got like a, a new, some new technology and a new set and everything that we're kind of on the fence of whether or not we want to wait until June to debut it or, uh, you know, I, I'm all excited about it. So I want to debut it in, uh, you know, in April, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, it's trying to, trying to get, make the show uh, even better, change a couple of things. I'm always talking to, you know, I've got people in the business that I, I trust and value their opinion and, uh, and try to figure out ways to improve it. People who say, Hey, I really love this one segment, but you know, if you did this differently, maybe that could work. And, and, uh, so we try to change stuff up a little bit and, um, yeah, just continuing to grow at this point. I'm just, uh, I'm just really happy with what I'm doing. We've got some great sponsors on the show and, um, I'm just happy to continue, uh, building it up and, and building my my name recognition within the business um, because I think you know I got I got a lot of recognition from the stuff I was doing with the after chat and to be able to kind of branch off of that and do something that I'm uh, very passionate about which is you know uh, uh, wrestling and, and comedy and putting those two together um, I think that uh, I, I I'm excited for more people to be able to see it and uh and enjoy what i'm doing definitely yeah and it's definitely going to be exciting to see you know where this where the where the show ends up obviously for michael and myself being uh you know take taking a look at it and watching it and listening and all that good stuff so um michael you got anything to add or no no i think we're uh we're ready to go really uh, uh really excited to have you on josh oh i'm, I'm excited to be here so you know to start off what better way to start at the beginning, obviously. Uh, WrestleMania 34 came to us on April 8th, 2018. 
from the Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans, Louisiana, before 78,133 fans. Uh, you know, obviously just being last year, hopefully a lot of people, this will kind of, re, you know, remind them of, uh, you know, building up to a couple weeks at WrestleMania. So um, our first match on the card, and if you guys have anything to add, please stop me as I go through this card. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, our first match was for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, it featured the champion, The Miz, defending against uh, Finn Balor and Seth Rollins. Uh, Seth Rollins went over uh, to become the new Intercontinental Champion. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Our uh, second match on the evening was for the SmackDown Women's Championship. We had the champion Charlotte Flair defeating Asuka by submission. Uh, obviously, we're going to get into this a little bit later when we rebook it, but this was Asuka's first loss um, in the company uh, since she came over. So. Um, excuse me. Our next match was for the United States Championship. It featured the champion Randy Orton taking on Bobby Roode, Rusev, and Jinder Mahal. We saw Jinder Mahal uh, become the new U.S. champion uh, in eight in a little over eight minutes. Uh, our next match was a mixed tag team match with a lot of build. Um, you know, we had uh, Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey defeating the Authority, a.k.a. Triple H, and uh, Stephanie McMahon uh, by submission uh, in a fairly good size, fairly long match. So uh, that was definitely, you know, precursor to, you know, to this year and what would uh, would soon come from that. Uh, we next saw the SmackDown Tag Team Championships up for grabs. Uh, in a, uh, a triple threat match, we saw the champions, uh, the Usos, uh, to being defeated by the Bludgeon Brothers, uh, Harper and Rowan. Uh, we also saw the New Day in here, so it was definitely uh, uh, three teams that you know are, you know, well, obviously the Bludgeon Brothers aren't a team anymore, but um, three good tag teams at this time for sure. Uh, so, next we saw, this was the time when we saw John Cena sprint back towards the backstage area, as, uh, as, as everybody remembers, he was challenging The Undertaker to come out. Uh, he did come out and beat John Cena in 2 minutes and 45 seconds. Uh, the next match was a, a tag team match. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon defeated Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn by submission. Uh, had Owens and uh, Zayn won, they would have been uh, rehired to SmackDown. Um, obviously, they were previously fired by uh, uh, Shane McMahon. Yeah. The uh, next match is for the Raw Women's Championship, the champion Alexa Bliss taking on Nia Jax. Uh, we saw Nia Jax uh, win, the, uh, win the Raw Women's Championship, defeating uh, Alexa Bliss, uh, 10 minutes and 15 seconds. Um, our next match was for the WWE Championship. The winner of the Men's Royal Rumble, Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, taking on the champion, AJ Styles, uh, which was a lot of build for the fans out there. You know, obviously they had a lot of, lot of matches over in Japan uh, previous to this, um, but we did see AJ Styles retain the WWE Championship. Uh, and then for those that don't remember we saw uh, Shinsuke you know become the low ball or low blow king as it would come to soon be uh come be named so yep 
Um, and and real, real real quick, RJ, I just sorry, would yeah, like sure, to get yeah, I'd like to get Josh's thoughts on Josh. Do, do, obviously, I believe you 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 know uh, you know watched the build up and then uh, this match, uh, correct, mm-hmm. with Shinsuke and AJ. Yeah. What were your thoughts on how they went about? So I think at, at some point, because both of these you know gentlemen were faces, right? So you almost kind of had to, to to move somebody to heal. But what was your thought on how WWE went about moving Shinsuke and, and kind of what they you know had him doing? Well, I mean. If I, if I was rebooking the whole thing, and I know we're not getting into that part yet, but um, I, I don't know that I even would have had that match. But, uh, you know, I I didn't mind the heel turn because it, it made me feel better about his loss. It made me feel like, okay, we're, we're going somewhere with his character. We're developing his character. Let's look at it more as a story. Um but yeah, I I, uh, I didn't mind that, but I wasn't a huge fan of the match. Got you. No, I, I would I would I would tend to agree. I, I don't know that you know this was the best way to to go about it. So, but I just was curious on your thoughts. Yeah, I mean the low blow thing. Um, I didn't mind it in the night. I didn't like that it became his gimmick for a while. Like, you know, that was really weird. Um, but. Yeah, I don't know. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> no, no, makes sense. Makes you sense. You know, the bell, as RJ likes to say, the bell had to ring. Yep. Uh, yeah, one way or another. <laughs> so, <clears throat> excuse me. So, our final two matches of this evening uh, featured uh, the uh, tag team champions from Raw, Cesaro and Sheamus, The Bar, taking on Braun Strowman and Nicholas. Oh. Um, just as me, Michael previously said, I, yeah, the bell had a ring, and a 10-year-old is the tag team champions with Braun Strowman. So, um, you know, obviously we'll get to this later on when we rebook it, but um, four minutes that we probably won't get, we never got back, so. <laughs> well, it's not, and not only four minutes, it was four minutes bell to bell. It was like yeah. a half hour of Braun Strowman looking through the crowd and stuff. It was, yeah. it was awful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no doubt. It was almost like so he I, couldn't see Nicholas. Uh, Precursor. Just like just like John Cena couldn't see uh, see the Undertaker. Yep. Precursor. <laughs> You're welcome. So our main event of the evening is for the Universal Championship. Uh, Brock Lesnar, the champion, sort of. Uh, taking on Roman Reigns. Uh, Brock Lesnar went over Roman Reigns uh, a little over 15 and a half minutes. Uh, But, you know, for the most part, you know, they're trying to build up this whole, you know, build up Roman Reigns, you know, push him, push him, push him, push him, push him, to the much chagrin of a lot of the fans. So, um, you know, it it was what it was, you know, to me anyways, but we'll get into it when we rebook the card. But... The only thing that we don't have to rebook is from our great sponsors over at Blue Chew. Hey guys, here at Revisionist Booking, we love to rebook the finish on many of the matches that we visit throughout our podcast. Well, now you guys can rebook your finish in the bedroom. So, you want to increase your performance? Get that extra confidence in bed? Well, listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue, like the color blue. 
BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, get this, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so there's no in-person doctor visit. You don't have to sit there and wait in the pharmacy. And best of all, there's no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're actually cheaper than going to a pharmacy. Right now, here at Revisionist Booking Podcast, we've actually got a very special deal for our listeners. All you have to do is go visit BlueChew.com, and you'll get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code, PERSPECTIVE. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-CHEW.com, promo code PERSPECTIVE, to try it for free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Perspective Network. And as always, you're welcome. All right, welcome back, and we are going to basically rip this card up one side and down the other. Uh, you know, there's a lot of changes that can be made on this. Uh, you know, hopefully, you know, a lot of these changes our, our loyal listeners would actually like to see this pay, this WrestleMania more than the actual WrestleMania itself. So, uh, Josh, you know, being the guest for first off, what was uh, what did you book for your first match at WrestleMania 34? 34, so, there we go. I almost forgot so, the number. <laughs> so just to make sure that I'm, I'm clear with how we're doing this, um, and for any, I guess, first-time listeners, um, mm. am I going to be going, does it matter? Do I have to say, okay, it's the Intercontinental title match, here's what I would have booked, or can I just go to town on some things here? Go to town. Go to town, man. All right. So I'm going to jump right to, uh, I would still have had Charlotte Flair, uh, against Asuka. I liked that match. I liked that Charlotte I liked where Charlotte was in her position at that point. Um I would have had Asuka win. And the reason being this completely killed Asuka. She is now currently the SmackDown women's champion and it's and she still is nowhere even close to where she was prior to this. I think the best thing that could have happened would be for her to win her to get that that quote unquote WrestleMania moment, and then if the even if you didn't want her long term, the next pay per view or even the pay per view after that, then have Charlotte defeat her, and you know, and make it be a screw job, make it not make it clean, make it be like a, a total beatdown. But at that point, now you're able to move on. But after you know, when you give somebody an undefeated streak, um, much like what happened with Goldberg, like. Their loss is going to take a big thing out of them. Could you imagine with Goldberg back in the day had his loss been against Hogan on that Nitro? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, yep. Yeah, I think that would have that would have just destroyed him. That just would have absolutely destroyed him. And I think that's what it did to Asuka. So the first thing I would have done is I would have kept that match uh, for the SmackDown Women's Title, but I would have had Asuka go over. Yeah, no doubt. No 
Yeah, I think that's pretty much you know the same same avenue I went. You know, I obviously I can't speak for Michael, even though sometimes I uh, I like to do that. But uh, <laughs> you know, he does. He he is the golden voice himself, so I try not to uh, you know make him mad too much because I'm sure he can kind of take a little offense to that. I'm sure. So you're welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to go one show without you saying you're welcome. Just one time. That's all I care about. You know, just see if it can actually happen. But I doubt it. Um, so yeah, good luck. Yeah, you know, kind of, kind of pushing it there. Uh, so you know, my first match. You know, I, I like the fact that they started with the IC title match. I just didn't like the fact that it was a triple threat match. Uh, you know, I've never been a big fan of triple threat matches, multiple person matches, you know, but if they're done correctly, then fine, obviously, but I'm still going to have the Miz going in as the IC champion, but instead he's going to be taking on Finn Balor for the IC title. One-on-one, no shenanigans. Uh, I'm still, I'm going to have Finn Balor win the IC title at WrestleMania to kind of get that uh, WrestleMania moment earlier on. Um, obviously, we know. I, I don't want to say forget about his current, or his previous title reign with the Universal Championship, uh, but you know, kind of, you know, not remember that. Kind of push that to the back of our minds and have him, you know, get that WrestleMania moment uh, at this event last year. Uh, so, Michael, what do you got? All right. So for my first match, and I know you know this may garner me some, you know. Us uh, and rallies, but I am going to have the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, um, and I would have it to be uh, just the New Day versus the Usos. So basically, I would take the Bludgeon Brothers out because I feel like the whole Bludgeon Brother thing fell flat on its face, and I think it was something that you could tell was going to f- kind of fall flat on its face um, yeah. because those gentlemen need to be with Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family. So uh, what I would have did here is actually I would have had uh, the new day be victorious over the Usos, uh, you know, to, uh, in, in theory, they would have, uh, went into this pay-per-view with those titles and they would have retained. Um, but I would have had at the end of that match, um, the Bludgeon Brothers come out with none other than Bray Wyatt, the Wyatt family and attack the new day. And that could have started a new feud there, um, heading into SmackDown, uh, and I think that would have been a, a good way to kind of, you know, push that forward. Uh, the fans are happy the new day one, but you have the Wyatt family uh, re-debuting uh, and kind of have that, you know, 3v3 um, deal with the Freebird rule and all that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you kind of, it's got to be one of those things now that, uh, you know, I was never a big fan of the new day uh, when they first uh when they were first forming, but you know, it's kind of one of those factions, one of those teams that kind of grow on you after a little while, you know. Well, well, RJ, real quick, here's the thing: you weren't supposed to be a fan of the New Day when they debuted. When they debuted, they were heels, and see, that's, that's why, part okay. of the problem with wrestling today. You know, everybody wants to be the heel, but they want to be the cool heel. And mm-hmm. no, being yeah. a heel is you're you're a heel. You're supposed to be hated. Mm-hmm. So I guess they worked that. They worked that. <laughs> Exactly. But did it okay, so here here's the question that and this is how I feel. Just my opinion. Did it uh, d- did they garner a reaction from you? Did you react to them? Did you react to their debut? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then yeah. Th- then yes. I mean, it worked on. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No doubt. 
So, you know, for our next match, uh, Josh, what did you have? So, the next match I would have for the Intercontinental Championship, um, I would have had the Miz defend against Finn Balor. I would have taken Seth Rollins out of the match. I would have had Miz and Finn Balor, and I would have had Miz retain the title. I love, I loved what they were doing with him as Intercontinental Champion, and I would have just... If you weren't going to move him up to something else, I would have just kept him with that title because he was mm-hmm. hot with the belt. There was no reason to to take it off of him. Um, and I had different plans for Seth Rollins, so I would have just, you know, I would have done, I would have done that. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I, Miz, you know, Miz gets a lot of slack sometimes as far as oh, he's he, he's he, he can't wrestle, he can't do this, but that may be true. But he makes up tenfold when on the microphone too. So yes. you know he always he could, he's that kind of guy that can talk his way out of everything. He's kind of like I don't want to like compare him to Ric Flair, but he can Ric Flair can talk his way out of everything. And Miz is getting there. <laughs> uh, so my next match is going to be another title match. It's going to be for the U.S. title. Uh, I've wanted to see, since he came up to the main roster, I wanted to see a title around his waist. Uh, you know, obviously we saw it later. Uh, I'm going to have Bobby Roode uh, take the U.S. title away from Randy Orton and uh, have Rusev in it as well. Um, you know, big fan of all three of these guys. Uh, you know, I think Bobby Roode is going along those same lines uh, as a lot of people that get called up from NXT now is, you know, they kind of get, okay, we don't know what to do with them. You know, do we turn him fate or heel? Do we turn him fate? Whatever. But in this aspect, you know, Bobby Roode is going to be on the showcase of the Immortals. He's going to walk away with a title and hopefully, you know, precursor to what we have now with his ta- uh, having the tag team championships and whatnot. So hopefully, you know, this will be a little precursor. But I'm going to have Bobby Roode defeat Randy Orton and Rusev to become the new U.S. champion. All right. Nice, nice. So there you go. You're uh, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so so great minds tend to think alike here. Uh, what I'm going to do here is Randy Orton. Uh, my next title, uh, my next match is going to be the U.S. Uh, cha- uh, championship up for grabs. Uh, it is going to be the champion Randy Orton, but it's going to be a one-on-one match with glorious Bobby Roode. Um, and in this match, I think, you know, this would be a, a good and fitting, t- fitting time to have Randy Orton do the job and work to get over the glorious one, Bobby Roode, who unfortunately, as we know, present day is in a tag team with Chad Gable. So I would definitely here have Bobby Roode, uh, go over in a one-on-one matchup with Randy Orton and win the intercontinental title. Yeah, definitely. It's one thing that you know, we've become accustomed to is Randy Orton can, you know, get most anybody over, uh, you know, and that goes all the way back to his days when he was first coming in. And, um, I just, I remember him coming in as, you know, the, you know, meet the, the huge baby face, you know, kind of a la Kurt Angle where, you know, he was bragging so much and just people just despised him and hated him. And then obviously, you know, he reinvented himself numerous times. And, uh, 
uh, you know, without a doubt, it's uh, uh, good good to see now that he's still he's still doing it, and hopefully we can we're going to see a great match with him and AJ at uh, WrestleMania. Uh, so we are on match number three of this evening. Uh, Josh, what did you have? So I have the SmackDown Tag Team Titles, and I've got uh, the the same kind of thing I think was mentioned before: New Day uh, versus the Usos, just a, a you know two on two, and have the New Day uh, walk out champions. I think it would have been a good would have fit right in there um, as keep people pumped, keep people their energy up, and I think the two of them. The two of those teams would have had a significantly better match than the the triple threat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No yeah. So uh, yeah, I you know I think I'm gonna be the only one that's gonna <laughs> keep that one, but we'll get into that later on when I got that on my card. But uh, my third match is going to be for the Raw Women's Championship. We're gonna see Alexa Bliss put on put her title on the line against her quote-unquote so-called friend, Mickey James. Uh, I, I wanted to see some sort of, you know, you know, fisticuffs come between them because I've always been a big fan of Mickey James. You know, she's such a great worker, you know, back to her early days when she was uh, fused with Trish Stratus and so on and so forth and went over to TNA and did a lot of good work over there. And it doesn't, doesn't hurt the and she's married to Nick Aldis either. So um, <laughs> I, I'm going to have Mickey James defeat Alexa Bliss at WrestleMania uh, just because I want to see that last big run, good title run for Mickey James. And I think this should have been that time that they, you know, strap, gave her the strap, you know, and then, you know, we'll continue to face, you know, kind of get that younger generation of wrestle, women's wrestlers you know, get them over a little bit more, a la, like, you know, like Anaya Jax, something like that, where you can actually see them, you know, get her over even more. So my next match, Mickey James defeating Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship. There you have it. So, Michael, what you got? All right, so for my third match, I'm actually, uh, this would be something that I would have booked it this way. You're going to see Daniel Bryan go one-on-one with Kurt Angle. And this is going to be basically in a general manager submission match. So basically, the situation here is going to be both Daniel Bryan and Kurt Angle at that time uh, were anxious to get back in a WWE ring and become an active competitor. Um, So uh, the way that we would go about it is you would have, uh, you know, obviously Angle from the Raw side and Daniel Bryan from the SmackDown side go one-on-one and basically uh, go for an active competitor contract. Um, And so basically, uh, you know, you would have the situation where, you know, it would be a one-on-one match for them at WrestleMania. They both were going to get a a chance at WrestleMania. Um, And in this match, it's going to be a submission match. So basically, you know, call it an I quit match, submission match, whatever, what have you. Um, and you're going to see Daniel Bryan be able to overcome Kurt Angle, and this is basically going to be the send-off for Angle. Because I just feel like with Kurt Angle, I don't know that, you know, as far as being an active competitor in a ring, I think having him go this route and, and kind of just be his farewell, uh, and it would have allowed, you know, obviously Daniel Bryan to, uh, you know, step into the role that he pretty much ended up stepping into anywhere he became an, an active competitor. Excellent. Yeah, very good, very good. 
So, you know, to move on to our next match, our fourth match, Josh, what did you have? So, for the fourth match, I had uh, that Ronda Rousey match, but I had Ronda Rousey teaming with Seth Rollins versus Triple H and Steph. However, if anything was open to us, I would have put Ronda Rousey and The Rock. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, the reason I chose Seth Rollins was because I'm going on the assumption, booking it based on who the WWE had available, and I'm fairly certain that they did not have The Rock available. Otherwise, it would have been what they foreshadowed at, at uh, WrestleMania 31, which was Rock and Ronda Rousey versus Triple H and Stephanie. So mm-hmm. uh, going on the assumption that The Rock was unavailable – I would have put Seth Rollins into there. His his feud with Triple H, like you know, it was it was there. It was in there for Ronda Rousey. I'm going to find somebody, and that's who she finds. And it's like you know, the thorn in Triple H's side. And it's like, don't worry, Ronda, because he can teach you all the stuff that or yeah, that Triple H had taught him. And there was so much more story to that. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. And, definitely. Uh, oh, and I would have had uh, Seth and, and Ronda. Yeah, I know that was the back last year. I knew that was a, a pretty good rumor that she was going to have tag with uh, with Seth before and everything until until Kurt got into the picture a little bit. So, but yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely would love to see that for sure. Uh, so my my fourth match is going to be a triple threat match. Obviously, precursor kind of contradicting myself, but this match would have been done to the T. A perfect example of what a triple threat match should be. We have Daniel Bryan taking on Kevin Owens, taking on Sami Zayn. Three guys that are very, very familiar with each other going back to their days of Ring of Honor. Uh, you know, obviously we know Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are, you know, those, those heels. They're not on the roster anymore, quote-unquote. Uh, Daniel Bryan's coming back. Uh, we're going to have, you know, we're going to have uh, KO and Zayn kind of go against Brian, are they going to go again? Who knows? It's such an anticipation going into this match, but I'm going to have Daniel Bryan come up, come out of this match victorious, you know, to move, you know, move him forward into that, uh, in on SmackDown, uh, you know, kind of get that, you know, another WrestleMania moment for him, obviously outside of when he run the title. Uh, but we have Daniel Bryan defeating Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in this great triple threat match. Nice. So, Michael, what did you what do you have for your fourth match? So, my fourth match is specifically to really, really, really get some heat here, and that is we're going to see Alexa Bliss <laughs> defend her uh, WWE Raw Women's Championship, and she's going to defend it against none other than Rowdy Ronda Rousey. Um, and we're, you know, this is going to be, you know, we're actually going to get Stephanie McMahon is going to be involved, but she's actually going to be a special guest referee. Um, you're going to see they still run the whole angle where, you know, they're going to work to kind of screw over Ronda Rousey. Triple H is even going to come down, you know, maybe try and interfere and you're going to see, uh, Ronda stand her ground after maybe a ref bump with Stephanie McMahon. Um, and Ronda Rousey is going to find a way to win and defeat Alexa Bliss and become the WWE Women's uh, Raw Women's Champion. Hmm. And hold it for a whole other year, and then face Charlotte at WrestleMania. I'm joking. Mm. I'm joking. Not, 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 nece- <laughs> not necessarily saying that because really, what you can go into is you can still have the McMahon screw her over, 
and yeah. strip her of the title or have her run a gauntlet match and then the last person in that gauntlet match happens to be you know Nia Jax and you could have ran you know you mm-hmm. could you could have went that way with it I'm not saying you had yeah. to you know keep it on her forever but it, it'd be a Wrestlemania moment and her overcoming all the McMahons and, and Triple H and all that yeah yeah without without no doubt that definitely uh can to see that definitely uh so we are on to our uh fifth match of this card josh what did you have uh i had randy orton defending the u.s title uh against bobby rude mm-hmm. i would have orton go over and rude turn heel very uh, good bobby rude should have been a heel from the the second he walked onto smackdown um he should still, I mean, I know now he's like, maybe he's a heel. We're not really sure, but it's lost in the tag team. But hmm. I would have had Orton go over um, and turn Root and just, you know, let let him kind of, you know, really just realize that it was like his focus on the fans was too much on him. And, and Glorious isn't a catchphrase. It's what he is. And, mm-hmm. you know, take that approach. Um mm-hmm. And then let him, you know, he can pick up a title down the line. It's not about that necessarily. It's more about, again, the character development. But mm-hmm. that's what I would have had. I think the two of them, just a one-on-one, you can tell, like, and I think you guys kind of agree with this. We're not really fans of this, you know, throw 16 people on the match so everyone gets on the card, you know? Like, mm-hmm. WrestleMania, like, not everybody's going to be on the card. And, and right. you know, it's a shame, I guess, but whatever. Uh, you get a better match otherwise, mm-hmm. and that's what we're tuning in for so that's what i would have done yeah definitely being on a wrestlemania card it's one of those things where you earn it and you don't get it you just have to earn it to be on that card and you know i think nowadays when you have 14 15 matches on this card and you know rumor has it that this year's wrestlemania is gonna be the longest one ever and i'm like oh good thing i took the week after off so i can recuperate (laughs) Uh, (laughs) so uh so my next match the fifth match is going to be the uh smackdown tag team championships uh you know, I'm probably about the only one, well, one of the only ones that got the Bludgeon Brothers. It may have to do with uh, Luke Harper is from my hometown. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do the Homer thing and pick them. Oh, wait, no, I'm going to. Um, <laughs> the Bludgeon Brothers are going to take out, uh, take on the New Day and the Usos. Uh, the Bludgeon Brothers are going to be your new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. However, we're going to see... You know, the lights go out. You're going to see the fireflies come out. You're going to see Bray Wyatt come out and see the reformation of the Wyatt family with the Bludgeon Brothers, Rowan, Harper, and Bray Wyatt. Uh, I always liked that. I don't know why they got away from it, but at WrestleMania 34, they're going to, you know, reform um, and be uh, be the tag team champions as a team. So that is my fifth match. Uh, nice. Michael, what did you have? All right, so for my fifth match, uh, this is where we get to um, the AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the WWE Championship. Um, but here I would have had uh, the title change hands. Um, and then, you know, I would have I had Shinsuke, you know, use the advantage, uh, distracted ref, uh, ref bump, and, and, and utilize the low blow. Um, you know, have them do an extended match, uh, much like they did. Um, and, and you'll really have AJ give all his heart. And that's the way you kind of get the, the heat on Shinsuke to just go to a cheap, uh, 
cheap way to uh, obtain the WWE Championship, which I think they ended up doing that with Daniel Bryan down the line, right? But I would have mm-hmm. done it here with Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, hopefully, you know, hopefully we'll see that one day. Hopefully, but <laughs> who knows at this point? Uh, so now we are over to our uh, sixth match of the night. Uh, Josh, what did you have? So I uh, go against everything I had said before. <laughs> had a had a fatal four way. Uh, I had a fatal four way elimination match, which I went back and forth on whether or not I won the elimination because you know the show is so long. Um, but I said, you know what, whatever, I'm booking, so I can do whatever I want. Um, <laughs> so I put Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owens versus Nakamura versus Sami Zayn. Hmm. Um, now, Nakamura, in this in this reality, did not win the Royal Rumble, and we'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, my feeling was you've got Daniel Bryan as the face, Owens and Zayn as the heels, and Nakamura as the face. Um with elimination, you it, it it's nobody knows what's going to happen. You get some of these things where Owens and Zayn end up, you know, going against each other. You've got Daniel Bryan getting like you're getting a taste of him with all of these guys that are kind of like these dream matches for for WWE fans who haven't seen him work these guys before, you know. And and it's uh it's something that really has so many different opportunities of what you can do. Batting take my time to figure out who would be uh, eliminated in what order. But mm-hmm. I do have Daniel Bryan going over because I do think that that was an important story to tell. I also think Daniel Bryan's return should have been uh, with him standing with his arm raised at the end of it. Um, similar to him winning, you know, at uh, at uh, WrestleMania 30 in the same building. Which is why there was one little bit of me that thought about taking Nakamura out of the match and making it a triple threat to kind of mm-hmm. mirror what it was before. But, uh, but I thought, you know what, let's get Nakamura in there. And, uh, cause I think that could be a really entertaining match. So yeah, Daniel Bryan over all of those guys. There you go. There you go. So my sixth match is going to be, uh, for the raw tag team championships. We're going to see the bar putting their titles on the line against a solo Brown. Braun Strowman, excuse me. But all of a sudden, lights go down low again. Bong. The Undertaker. Somehow, Braun, you know, got The Undertaker to be his tag team partner to go against the bar. Uh, we're going to see, you know, the, it's not WrestleMania until you see The Undertaker. You know, kind of, you know, placement on this was kind of iffy. I didn't want to get it too early, but not too late. But we're going to see Braun Strowman you know, have, you know, have him tag with the undertaker and defeat the bar to become the new raw tag team champions, the undertaker and Braun Strowman, uh, a new aged brothers of destruction, so to speak. Interesting. I like like that. Yeah, that's very good. (laughs) And as always, Michael, you're welcome. (laughs) Come on. I I lied to you. That doesn't count, but, um, (laughs) What, what did you what did you have, my man? All right, so this match here, uh, this next match, the sixth match, is we're going to see Roman Reigns going one-on-one with the monster, 
Braun Strowman. And this is going to be a match to become the new number one contender for the Universal Championship. Um, and in this match, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna see, you know, Braun and Roman. We we kind of saw it at Elimination Chamber. Uh, you know, where uh, I mean, Roman ended up getting the edge, and obviously that led to him, uh, you know, uh, the way WWE booked it into getting the title shot. Uh, obviously, we would change the way that was kind of booked at the end, and I would have had these two kind of knock each other off and kind of knock each other out. Um, and it would have led to this, uh, you know, battle between the two. And uh, I would have, I would have had Braun Strowman uh, be able to, you know, uh, defeat Roman Reigns and become the number, uh, new number one contender for the Universal Championship. Very good, very good. All right, so down to the home stretch, our seventh match of the evening. Uh, Josh, what did you have uh, for this? I have Undertaker versus John Cena. Mm-hmm. Um, I did think that that was a, a, a cool match to have. However, the, the change in my booking would have been in the weeks leading up. I would not have done the Cena in the crowd, like whatever. Mm-hmm. I would have built this up. I would have played. I would have played up every their, their feud from back in the day when Cena was first coming up, and mm-hmm. how I would have gone all the way back to Cena's first night in the company when Undertaker shook his hand. And like backstage, um, mm-hmm. I would have just really taken a deep dive into the history of those two and really let Cena play it up about how Undertaker was, you know, for lack of a better, they wouldn't use this term, but the big dog, you know, Undertaker was the, you know, it was his yard and Cena was this young guy. And, and instead of Cena, like seeming like kind of this like older guy, I would have had Cena just be like, I'm, I'm the guy who's here now. I'm the one on top. And you're just, a, you know, and you're a shell of yourself, and I'm going to put you out. Um, get, you know, uh, yeah, Brock Lesnar ended your streak. I'm going to end your career. And just kind of take it, you know, in that way. And let Undertaker come in there and let them, you know, put some stakes to this match. Make it mean something. And then, because this match meant nothing more than John Cena being like, Oh, guys, feel bad for me. I don't have a match on WrestleMania where everyone's just like, of course you do. Like, we know you're going to. This mm-hmm. is stupid. Of course, The Undertaker's going to be there. And so I would have just taken the different approach where let him call Taker out for a while, but then have, have Taker show up ahead of time. If you wanted to wait until the very last minute to have Taker be there, you could have done exactly what I was talking about with Cena cutting some, you know, really deep cutting promos and instead of him sitting in the crowd like a goof he could have come out uh at wrestlemania and been like this is it you know and and just again just tear undertaker down and then let that gong happen and have taker come out and have taker basically you know whoop them and uh you know if they didn't want to have a full back and forth match you know then have taker uh do basically what he did and squash him and, and call it a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would have booked it leading into it totally differently. I thought the way they booked it was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I tend to agree with you on that, Josh. Yep. Uh, so, you know, we're on the seventh match. You know, I'm going to precursor you mentioned, Josh, that you had better, or b- bigger, uh, bigger plans for Seth Rollins. I had bigger plans for Seth Rollins as well. And this is the match. You're going to see Seth Rollins taking on John Cena. Uh, uh, this is a match, you know, for 
going against the, you know, the curve for a lot of people that don't like John Cena. I always was a fan of his, whether, you know, people were booing him, cheering him, whatever. He's a great work on the ring. You know, he's a great face for the company and the new face of the company, Seth Rollins is going to be victorious over John Cena, kind of that, you know, quote unquote passing of the torch, so to speak. Uh, um, obviously with this, no title on the line, but they're going to put on a heck of a match. You know, Seth Rollins is a great athlete. John, John Cena, you know, can put over anybody just like anybody else. Uh, so we're going to have Seth Rollins defeating John Cena in, in my next match. All right. So Golden Voice, what do you got? All right. So for my seventh match, we're going to hit the Oscar versus uh, Charlotte Flair match uh, for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, and we're going to see Asuka, you know, I couldn't say it any better than what, uh, Josh had said earlier in the show. So completely, um, you know, to his point, uh, there needed to be a, a further build here. Um, and really, you know, kind of, uh, taking Asuka's streak away from her so soon to me was just kind of ridiculous. So Asuka is going to, uh, be able to defeat Charlotte Flair and retain her, uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. There you go. Great minds think alike, but we'll get to that afterwards too, Michael. <laughs> yep, for sure. So uh, so we're on to our eighth match, Josh. Uh, what do you got for your eighth match? So I know you guys had said ten matches, and I didn't like totally understand the whole concept of okay. doing it. Am I allowed to have 11 matches? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and the only reason I'm saying that is if I didn't have 11 matches, then I was going to end up leaving the uh, Raw tag title match off the card. Mm-hmm. Um just because it just wouldn't have made the cut to me. But what I would have done, if, if I get these 11 matches, then my eighth match would be the bar defending the titles against Braun Strowman and a mystery partner. Uh, but there's a 0% chance that mystery partner would have been, um, would have been uh, Nicholas. I would have had Samoa Joe hmm. come out as his, as his mystery partner. Um, I want to say, if I remember correctly, Joe was coming back from like an injury, mm-hmm. um, and was ready to come back. Uh, I would have had Joe be his mystery partner, would have gotten a nice pop. I would have had them win the titles and then I would have had down the line, maybe it's the next pay-per-view, whatever it is. I would have had Joe turn on him, and they would have, or maybe they would have dropped the titles and then Joe would have turned on him. But I would have mm-hmm. done that and worked into a Joe and, uh, Braun Strowman feud with Joe as the heel. Um, that would have been my, my match number eight. Awesome. Yeah. That's, uh, I think he came back the next night there at, uh, after uh, on, on raw, I believe. I believe if, he did. If, yes. If I stand corrected. Uh, but yeah, that's definitely, I would, I, I, I figured I was surprised that I didn't see him on, uh, on the card cause I knew he was, uh, was ready to come back anyway. Especially with a mystery <clears throat> opponent built in. It was just, ridiculous. yeah. Yeah. But uh, so my eighth match is going to be Michael's seventh match, which was going to be Asuka taking on Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I am going to basically go along with everything Michael said. Surprise, surprise. I agree with Michael, uh, <laughs> as well as Josh as well. And I couldn't have said it any better myself uh, myself than, uh, than you two gentlemen as well. So I'm going to have Asuka uh, defeat Charlotte to uh, win the SmackDown Women's Championship. Right. 
What do you got, Michael? All right. So for my eighth match, you guys are going to love me for this. We're oh, going geez. to have the raw or the bar defend the Raw Tag Team Championships. Um, and basically what's going to happen is the bar is going to, uh, during one of John Cena's promos towards The Undertaker, is going to come out and just lay waste to John Cena. So that's going to lead to, you know, uh, this match at WrestleMania. And John Cena's tag team partner, you guessed it, Nicholas. So John Cena Nicholas. But during this match, the lights are going to go off. Gung. The Undertaker is going to come down. He's going to get in Cena's face. Nicholas is going to kind of be watching from the apron like, oh crap, what is this? And then the bar is going to kind of like, you know, be, be you know, mocking Cena from behind laughing at him. Undertaker is going to turn around and lay waste to the bar uh, and absolutely destroy them. And then Cena is going to kind of, you know, be on there with a, with a crazy look on his face. And the Undertaker's going to come back, and he's going to step to John Cena. And John Cena's going to be like, oh, I bit off more than I can chew. He's going to slap tag Nicholas in. Not too hard, because he's 10 years old. And Nicholas is going to be like, huh? And (laughs) you're going to see, basically, uh, Sheamus laid to waste in the ring, and Nicholas is going to go over, cover, one, two, three. Your new Raw Tag Team Champions, John Cena and Nicholas. So, Undertaker's going to uh, chase Cena to the back. So basically, that's what's going to happen. So can I can I rebook your rebooking? Sure. <laughs> okay. Please. And I'm, I'm not. Gonna, this is just my opinion of something that, that could have in 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 this world where John Cena is going to be teaming with a kid against the bar. Um, I would have. It, it, it had to be a kid. If this, if they were, you know, Vince McMahon has put his foot down. There's 100% going to be a child winning the championship here. I like your idea of it being with John Cena. It works so much more than with Braun Strowman. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have chosen one of the Make-A-Wish kids. Hmm. Because, as we found out, Nicholas is John Cone's, uh, referee John Cone's son. Mm-hmm. And nothing again, like, I'm sure he was like, hey, that's cool. But that was an opportunity to take, you can only do it with one kid, right? Why not take a kid, a, a diehard WWE fan who is one of these kids that is, you know, who, who has their wish was to like beat John Cena and just be like, you know what? We're going to do you one better. And we're going to, you know, why not give this amazing thing that every single kid, uh, uh, any kid who's ever been a wrestling fan would have done anything to even just stand in the ring, let alone be a part of something like that. Why not take one of these poor kids that has been through, you know, who, who has been through so much, who's not going to have anything more than, than something like this. To me, I would have made it a make a wish kid. Yeah. I would have done the same kind of stuff you're talking about and had John Cena tag him in and have John Cena have the kid pin one of the, the, the bar members. And have them win the titles. I like it. That's yeah. that's my rebooking of your booking. No, that's that that's actually really really good. Thank you. That's, not, that's not, not that yours wasn't good, but I just I couldn't get behind anything that still had Nicholas. <laughs> yeah, I know. The only reason I did it with Nicholas is because it was all about 
you know, who was on the show. But you know what? Let's break that rule here and let's absolutely do it the way that you said because I think that would be amazing. Well, I appreciate that. Thanks. Yeah, c- coming soon to the uh, Wrestling Perspective Network, the rebooking of the rebooking show. Uh, You're welcome. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Josh. You're off. Um, so. <laughs> We're going to go on to uh, to our uh, ninth match uh, of the evening. Uh, Josh, uh, what did you have? Uh, so I had – this is where I put Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Okay. Um, I would have had Brock Lesnar beat Roman Reigns. I agreed with that. Um, but – and I, I know I've said this in a number – I feel like I've said this a couple times. I know I did this with Bobby Roode and everything. I would have had Roman Reigns turn heel. Um, mm-hmm. now obviously hindsight being 2020 and all, you know, we can look at where, where things went with Roman Reigns and, um, and now, you know, he's kind of this monster baby face because of, you know, his battle with cancer. Um, so that would have happened anyway, right? Let's say he didn't have, uh, cancer and, and it was just from a purely wrestling booking standpoint, where would you have gone with this? I still firmly believe that if they wanted Roman Reigns to be their top babyface, they needed him to be a red hot heel so that he could be a white hot babyface after. And that's what I would have, in my opinion, I would have had him turn. Um, not on Brock. I would have had Brock leave, and I would have had Roman Reigns beat the crap out of the referees that were helping him, uh, helping him up after the fact. And I would have had him turn heel been a monster heel going through until until the crowd turned him and when the crowd started turning him face that's when you turn him face mm-hmm. and and they could have even turned him face down the line with a uh with a shield reunion because that could have been something to make the fans say you know what we will get behind him because the shield is getting back together and roman reigns wants nothing to do with it and then you know he finally gives in, and that's the that's the pop. And Roman Reigns is your top baby face. But you know what? What do I know? <laughs> well, that made it made sense to me. I don't know about Michael, but it made sense to me. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so this next match, you know, for me, anyways, you know, I've always wanted to have the last two matches on a card always be for the heavyweight titles. Uh, my next match is going to be for the WWE Championship. Uh, AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, I believe it was Michael that had Nakamura go over on Styles. Um, I'm going to have Nakamura go over as well. You know, I wanted I want to book Nakamura the way he should be booked, uh, and I think this is going to be that first that first time we're going to see a title around his waist, and it should be the heavyweight title. Uh, hopefully we'll see it in the future, but, you know, it still remains to be seen. Uh, but I'm going to have the Royal Rumble winner, Shinsuke Nakamura, defeat AJ Styles for the WWE Championship. Michael, what do you have for your ninth? So for ni- my ninth match, we're going to actually see the Intercontinental Championship defended, um, and it's going to be The Miz defending uh, one-on-one with Finn Balor. Um, but you're going to get the demon for this match, and the demon is going to come out and defeat the Miz and become your new Intercontinental Champion. Can't go wrong with it. Can't go wrong with that. Hopefully, we'll see the demon this year. Who knows, though? Yep, <laughs> I agree. 
All right, for your 10th match, Josh, what did you have? So that, remember, since I had an 11th, this mm-hmm. would be the second to last one. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like the idea of stacking the last you know few matches to be the, the world championships, but I decided since for my card I opened it with the uh, with the women's championship, I decided to get close to closing it with the women's championship. So I have Alexa Bliss defending the championship against Bailey. Um, hmm. I, I kept with the rule because Bailey was in the uh, in the pre-show, so I hope uh-huh. that's that kind of threw her in there. Um, but again, my my kind of revisionist booking jumps back further. I I'm not a bi- uh, admittedly I'm not a big fan of Nia Jax. It's not a, a personal attack on her. I don't know her personally, mm-hmm. um, but her her character as a face, her character as a heel, I just I don't think she's a particularly good. Uh, sports entertainer I, I i don't like her in the ring um so i don't get excited about the match because i don't feel like i'm going to see anything uh entertaining um i also didn't care for like the it, it had been done before with like the kind of making fun of her weight almost like the alexa bliss like that i saw more as an opportunity to kind of do like a mean girls type thing because bailey is really that like kind of like uh, girl next door, um, you know, pure as, as, as the driven snow, whatever you want to say, you know, kind of mm-hmm. character. Um, and Alexa Bliss is, is that mean girl character. She's the, you know, the cool, the cool chick, at the, you know, who's out at the parties while, you know, Bailey's just kind of staying home playing, playing board games with her friends or something, you know. <laughs> so I saw that as a, as a, a more engaging story to me. Um, and then I would have had Bailey go over and win the title and get that that happy um you know the happy wrestlemania moment um let those wacky inflatable people go up and and, uh you know and have a have a field day with that um and let her you know uh with the the fans that she can she can just celebrate with her with her fans yeah that's what i would have done there yeah yeah definitely i definitely don't mind wouldn't mind seeing that whole Hopefully, I think we're going to see her in Sasha this year. I, I'm pretty sure that's a given at this point. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so my main, uh, my main event, my tenth match, uh, I'm going to have Roman Reigns and Seth. Or, uh, it's not Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins. Excuse me. Uh, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship. Uh, this is that time where. Uh, I'm going to have just, I think Josh, you said this is uh, turn Roman heel. I'm going to have him turn heel right here and win the universal championship and basically throw it in the face of all the fans saying that you always booed me. This says I'm the best now. I don't care what you say anymore, blah, blah, blah. You know, and that's, you know, kind of get that ball rolling a little bit, uh, you know, get officially turn him heel. Uh, and then, uh, you know, and continue, continue going on, uh, as being that, uh, that face that one of the faces of the company uh, for the WWE, but I'm going to have uh, Roman Reigns go over uh, Brock Lesnar to become the new Universal Champion. All right. All right. So, RJ, you said earlier that you were, uh, you know, going to book Seth Rollins in a higher profile, bigger match. Uh-huh. Well, I'm going to take you one step further. Seth Rollins is going to go after the uh, Universal Championship 
against Brock Lesnar. And not only is he going to go against Brock Lesnar, he's going to slay the beast. That's right. Seth Rollins is going to overcome Brock Lesnar and become your new WWE Universal Champion and stand tall at the end of WrestleMania 34. Hopefully, hopefully we'll see that at WrestleMania 35. Um, right. I think we're a year late. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. No kid. Maybe, I think I think you got you like uh, you like like voodoo or something more than normal, Michael. Hopefully you can. Uh, that'll happen this year. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. So then so, your main event, Josh. You got 11, right? You yes. Said, so, okay. So my <clears throat> event, and thank you guys for allowing me to extend the show. Oh yeah. Uh, this Absolutely. extra match. So um, I have always been a firm believer. That the WWE Championship, if if you're ending if you're ending WrestleMania with the men, then I think the WWE Championship should be the main event. So that's why I save that. Now, again, since I'm a big fan of taking this revisionist booking and just rebooking the entire year, uh, I would not have had as as you guessed, Nakamura was in match uh, six for me. I would not have had Nakamura win the Royal Rumble. I would have had a returning Kurt Angle win the Royal Rumble. And I would have had Kurt Angle versus AJ Styles for the WWE Championship. I felt that while Angle's match had a lot of eyes on it, um, I, I've always felt that this return of Kurt Angle to, um, to the WWE was just never what it should have been. Kurt Angle should have been a... a surprise return or when I don't even remember when Kurt Angle came back to the company. Um, but he should have been, I, I felt like Kurt Angle should have been a surprise entrant in the Royal rumble. And I think he should have won, uh, the Royal rumble match and had ever be like, Oh my God, what's going to happen? A lot of question would have been, is he going to face Brock Lesnar or is he going to face AJ Styles? Because he obviously had faced Brock Lesnar, um, before, and you could have built up with the fact that he did not beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. He lost the title to him. Does he want that? Um, and then, you know, play up on the fact that he had these amazing matches with AJ Styles in the past in TNA. What I would have done is had him all ready to face Brock Lesnar, and I would have had AJ Styles begging him to choose AJ Styles. Saying that AJ Styles, you know, Brock Lesnar doesn't care about uh, the business. Brock Lesnar doesn't care about this, that, or the other. Um, AJ Styles wants, you know, Kurt Angle in the main event of WrestleMania. This is something AJ Styles needs, and have Kurt Angle eventually choose to go with AJ Styles. But while everybody would have wanted that that storybook ending, Kurt Angle, as we've seen, is not physically the Kurt Angle he used to be, and I would have had. AJ Styles go over on Kurt Angle. I would have had it be a very, very close, very hard-fought match, but I would have had AJ Styles beat Kurt Angle, and possibly if it had that been the retirement match for Kurt Angle, um, and had him announce his retirement the next night on Raw, unless they had some great idea for him, um, I would have had that be the, the retirement match for Kurt Angle. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. That's uh, that would be one heck of a match. Obviously, we saw that over in uh, uh, in TNA. Um, yeah, but uh, but yeah, that I never never really never saw it in WWE, unfortunately. Uh, 
But uh, that is our cards for this uh, WrestleMania 34. First and foremost, Josh, thank you so much for coming on, taking time out of your very busy schedule. Uh, oh, thank coming you, on. Uh, you know, just take the last few moments to, you know, you know, plug the show, plug social media, plug everything you got coming up for, for the show. Uh, yeah, well, first of all, again, thank you guys so much for having me on. This is a this show is such an awesome concept, and uh, it was a lot of fun uh, to be able to to book this. And and, uh, and I hope it's cool that I rebooked you as well. Um, but no, I really <laughs> uh, really appreciate you having me on. Um, uh, I ask people to please just check out So Says Chernoff on Fight TV. Uh, we're on social media. We have a, a new Twitter, um, so it doesn't have a lot of people on it yet. Um, but the uh, at Chernoff Show, uh, Facebook.com slash Chernoff Show. You can go to so says uh for everything. You can see the shows there. It links you directly to Fight TV. Um, we have merchandise on there, a lot of fun uh, things on there that will continue to be on there. Uh, check out our YouTube. Our YouTube's going to start um, having some really cool um, like extras from the show on there, uh, especially after WrestleMania. Um, our YouTube does not have a, we don't have enough, uh, subscribers to have it be youtube.com slash. So says Chernoff, but you guys, uh, and girls can help change that. Um, so yeah, so go and subscribe to that. Uh, for me personally, you can follow me on Twitter at so says Chernoff, uh, and on facebook.com slash. So says Chernoff, uh, again, thank you guys so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. And any time it was definitely a long, long time coming. Definitely, you're on our short list uh, to have on the show. So, oh, thank you. Um, Absolutely, uh, Michael, Michael. You got anything to add uh, before we call it a night? No, no. I, I mean, you know, definitely loved having Josh on the show. I think he has a great mind um, for wrestling. He's someone who, obviously, as he stated earlier, um, has even you know not just wrestled on shows but promoted shows, um, and you know has a very good uh, entrepreneurial aspect. So. You know, we wish you nothing but the best, Josh, and definitely check out So Says Chernoff on the Fight Network. Um, you know, it's absolutely uh, a great show. Uh, you know, I, I catch myself really, really uh, laughing at, at Josh's work and some of some of the stuff that I've seen him do. So um, it's definitely worth, uh, you know, the time out of your day to, to, to check him out and uh, uh, definitely give him a subscription and a, and a, and a follow over there. Thank Definitely. you very much. Appreciate that. Yep. Definitely. And, and Michael, and you know, you're it's that time of, the, time of the show again to, you know, say that word. Well, you know, as always, we graced your ear holes today with our wonderful cards and my wonderful voice. As always, you're welcome in RJ. Let the revisionist revolution begin.